0: Who did it first? Who did it best, who did it worst? That's the question. Who rapping that? That remix, and what happened when? That's the question. Now let me ask you a question. Hmm. And if you ain't know what needs, then my guys doing what you need. Some answers to the questions. Switching it up, flipping the format on you, put the song first. That's never happened in the history of the questions, which is the podcast that you're listening to right now. My name is Sean Cantrowitz. We're gonna we're gonna call this episode another installment in the answers. This is gonna be the second time that I do this, and I'm doing this solo. It's just me. No Midas talking about the answers to things that you might want to know. Or maybe you didn't know that you wanted to know about them. Maybe you don't want to know about these things, but it's what I'm giving to you. I don't have music underneath my opening statements, which is also switching up the format, going very inside baseball on this one. That might denote that this is something serious or that I'm breaking the fourth wall or having a candid moment, Um, but it's not that. It's just that I anticipated that I was going to talk for a while and I didn't want to have the instrumental playing on loop ad nauseum in the background throughout the entire duration of however long this thing goes. Um, So I just decided to say, you know what, fuck it, flip it, put the song in the beginning and then I'm just going to talk and we'll uh, we'll see where this leads to. I've always felt that it's important to kind of establish that there is no fit, you know, set structure of what a questions podcast can be. I can kind of do whatever I want with it, you know, whether it's the trivia or the classics or the making Elmatics or can Knock the Shuffle Now being in the fold or the answers and maybe some other things that, you know, kind of been trying to wrap my brain around. But the biggest answer that I have right now as I record this on Sunday, August 20th, mid-afternoon, waiting for potentially a tropical storm to hit, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, The biggest answer that I could offer up to you, dear listeners, would be for the question, hey, how did that New York tour go? That almanac of rap questions run That uh, I was going to do with Don Will in New York and New Jersey. How did that go? The answer is I can't tell you because it didn't go. The answer is not applicable. I had to cancel the trip and I'm still pretty disappointed about it. Um, You know, apologies to anybody who had bought tickets for the Brooklyn show or RSVP to the other two shows. I don't like canceling shows. I don't like canceling plans, particularly not plans that I have been working to develop and Don had been working to develop. And we had guests booked and venues involved. And we even had a surprise special guest we were about to announce on one of the shows, a complete hip hop legend Um, I'm not going to say who it was because I'm hoping that we can still get this person back, but we had all those people who were on board, ready to do this. I was stoked. I was excited. Things were moving closer. I wasn't quite ready, but that's kind of part of the equation I found for when I do events, I can't commit and completely dive headfirst in with all the details figured out. There's usually a degree of uncertainty and uh, sort of last minute doings that usually usually works out. but despite all of that, had to cancel, had to cancel due to an unexpected medical emergency that happened to me. Uh, right. Uh, as we were getting into the week of me leaving and hopping on a plane and flying across the country. Um, I don't know how interesting this is, but I'll say it anyway, because a lot of people hit me up and a few people had said that they were concerned that it was COVID and it was not COVID, um, which is crazy. I might've mentioned this before, but it's so nuts to think about, at least for me, how much I was absolutely consumed by and often, if I'm being honest, filled with terror about something as I was with COVID. And now it is almost completely an afterthought. That's not to say that it isn't uh, potentially still a problem for certain immunocompromised people and other people who are in very specific situations. I don't wish for anybody to get sick. Just as I wouldn't want anybody to get the flu or a stomach virus or food poisoning or anything like that. But it's just funny to me because I was very, 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 very cautious about these things. Um, I prolonged the sort of live event hiatus that the questions had for at least... I mean, I was getting offers to get back out there in 2021, if I'm not mistaken. And I did not opt to leave... A bomb shelter until 2023. So I was in no rush. But it wasn't COVID. That is not what derailed me. I developed what was a throbbing, stabbing pain in my foot that only worsened uh this was a week ago today on the, the Sunday before I was supposed to leave. I was supposed to hop on a plane to head to New York on Wednesday and developed A real throbbing, stabbing pain got worse in the middle of the night, got woken up at like 3 a.m. on Monday and I could not go back to sleep because it was hurting so much. Wound up going to an urgent care on Monday um, who they were not entirely sure what was going on, but they wanted me to get x-rays. So I went to go get x-rays waited for about 30 minutes at the spot that they told me to go get x-rays at, and then was informed that they didn't take my insurance. Uh, So I was sent to a second x-ray spot, got the x-rays there, where I was then told it was going to take two to three days for them to get the results. And keep in mind, during all this, I'm thinking, okay, this is not good timing-wise, but I still have enough time that I can get this figured out and go to New York and figure out, you know, what the problem is before then and still be able to do this trip. So when they told me it was going to take two to three days, I'm supposed to hop on a plane two days from then, less than two days, less than 48 hours. It's like, oh, this is a problem. So I wound up going to the ER at Cedars-Sinai in West Hollywood, Beverly Hills, maybe. I don't know. I still can't really track the neighborhoods. Very famous hospital in Los Angeles. And I sat in the ER for about eight hours until I was seen and uh, I had my foot looked at and they did x-rays there. And they suspected that it was an infection of some kind that was causing my toe to swell up and be in pain. And I explained, after I was given this diagnosis, I said, hey, listen, doc, I'm supposed to, uh, to travel on Wednesday. It's now like late into Monday night what do you think? Can I, can I do this? Is this something that you'd advise or advise against? And he said, you can definitely fly. I just wouldn't walk around much if I were you. And he said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to New York city. And he kind of looked at me. He was like, yeah, I, uh, I might advise you to not do that. And I kind of knew that that's what the answer was. I knew that that wasn't going to happen. Uh, by the time you're in like the eighth or ninth hour of being in the ER and you're still not feeling better, you kind of start clearing your week. So yeah, I, you know, I'd been communicating with Don will uh, about this and he was completely supportive and super down to, you know, whatever I needed to do, wanted to do. And we talked about even for a moment, you know, having the show go on without me and, and him, you know, sort of, soldiering on to do the shows solo, but we both kind of agreed that it probably wouldn't be the most ideal way to execute something, particularly not the first time that we try to pull something like that off. So we postponed the tour and pretty bummed about it still, but we're going to reschedule. It's going to be cool. We're probably going to do it later in the fall. Um, we'll be announcing that as soon as we get the dates in and hopefully we can get the venues and the guests and maybe even the surprise guest, and be able to execute things uh, in a similar way, maybe even a better way. I keep, you know, I'm trying to find the silver lining in the cloud here. And it does certainly seem that the people of New York City are being inundated this month with hip hop celebrations because of, You know, it being the anniversary of hip hop, hip hop 50, a lot of concerts, a lot of big outdoor things. Um, So I could understand maybe that we were definitely setting ourselves up to to be like a, a small fish in a big pond. And so maybe doing something later in the year where there's less events going on. It's a little bit cooler, you know, so it's not that summer heat. Um, maybe it'll be even better. Maybe it'll be the type of thing where this was a blessing in disguise. Um, There were certain things that I was looking forward to going to see and do while I was out there. I'd mentioned it last week. I don't know if I'm going to get the opportunity to do all of those things when I go back. Um, I'm thinking specifically the only thing that I'm, you know, obviously like Scratch Bastards Barbecue is it's one and done. That's not a every week thing in New York. Um, so that's out, but you know, I did want to check out the Jay-Z, the book of Hove museum, a little pop-up joint. Um, I don't know if it's still going to be there. I got to check. I got to look into it, but yeah, I, uh, I'm sorry to everybody who was planning on coming out. Um, you really don't like canceling. Uh, and I should say that, you know, I've been feeling better. I'm starting to walk around a little bit more. I definitely took it easy, staying off my feet, Um, you know, trying to just rest and recuperate. And it's been helping. So that's been good. The other interesting thing that happened as a result of all this is that I wound up staying in Los Angeles for the weekend that I am currently recording this episode in. And we are allegedly about to be hit by a tropical storm. It was a hurricane previously. It was a Category 4 Hurricane Hillary, which is very ironic because I grew up and spent most of my life in South Florida, and Florida, later in Central Florida. And so hurricane season is nothing new. Every year, that was sort of always a looming threat. And for those who don't know you're kind of rolling the dice, you start to get word about tropical storms or hurricanes that are forming out in the Atlantic Ocean. And it's kind of a crapshoot. You, if you're smart and cautious, you prepare for these things when it seems like they're gonna hit. And sometimes they do hit and it's devastating. Like I was in South Florida when Hurricane Andrew hit in the early nineties and that was huge. That was like a category five hurricane. Lives were lost. I remember the tree in front of the house that I grew up in got ripped out of the ground and thrown half a block down the street um, from the hurricane strength winds. So sometimes that happens. Sometimes you get a deflated version of it and it downgrades to a lesser hurricane or a tropical storm. And then sometimes it just totally changes the trajectory and you don't get hit at all. And we are going to see what happens with this Hillary situation in Los Angeles. It does seem like it's downgraded. It's not quite as strong as they were projecting that it was going to be. It is still a tropical storm, which is something that uh, you know Southern California doesn't really get hit by too often. And also something that I learned earlier this year in the winter is that L.A., I've been here nine years, but I'm just really starting to understand this. It's not just that people in L.A. are weird about rain <laughs> and, you know, they're sensitive about getting wet. But the streets and the buildings out here are just not built for that shit. So I think that's also a contributing factor as to why there is this sort of, you know, sometimes funny, laughable stereotype that, that you know, Californians get so bent out of shape about rain because the streets flood and the buildings leak. And that very well could be the case in the next 24 hours. It's like I said, it's like mid afternoon right now and we're projected to get hit with the worst of the storm by later this evening into the night into Monday morning. So we will see it. uh, You know, it's going to be interesting I've got towels ready because we had leaks last time and got a big, you know, comforter that I'm going to throw over my desk just in case where I, you know, record all my music and I record these podcasts just to make sure that all the electronics don't get uh, drenched with rainwater. So yeah, it's interesting. I would have totally missed this had I been in New York, not even thinking about it, Uh, but I'm here in LA and we're going to see. What happens with this Hillary situation? I guess one good thing about being sort of stationary and locked in is that I've had a lot of time to consume media and I already consume a pretty decent amount of media. I'm routinely listening to, I'd say, six to 10 podcasts a week, sometimes more. Um, obviously, while I'm doing other things, multitasking, while I'm driving, while I'm doing things around the house, it, um, and you know, I have I have my hacks too. I think I've talked about this on the show. It's very rare for me to listen to a podcast at its regular speed. I, I like to go to 1.5 speed, simply for the fact that I'm trying to listen to a lot of these, and I just don't always have the premium of time to be able to listen at normal speed. Which I've often suspected. I think it makes me speak faster when I record my own podcasts. I don't know if that's true. And I don't really listen to my own podcast that much. So I don't know if there are other people who listen to podcasts at 1.5 speed. And if I sound like a Twister record uh, when listening back to the questions in that way. But that's one way that I do it. And so I've been listening to podcasts, but I've also been watching a lot of TV. I talked about the Biz Marquee documentary on Showtime, uh, which I was a really big fan of. And again, if you haven't watched that, I strongly recommend that you check it out because it was just a great... It was just great. Like it, 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 Biz was not at the top of my list of people that I instantly would have thought need a documentary right now. That's no disrespect to him. But... It was just jarringly good. Um, it, it was, it was just amazing it, and and you got to check it out. But I also, uh, just finished watching Ladies First, a story of women in hip hop. Uh, it's a limited series on Netflix that really dives into the contributions of all of the women practitioners and artists who contributed to hip hop. And it, Was really well done. I was very, very into it. I I didn't think it wouldn't be good, but I really liked the way that they sort of jumped around in the narrative. Um, You know, it didn't follow a traditional linear storytelling style. So, you know, we'd be in 1985 and then we'd skip to 2020 and, you know, sort of showing a lot of the parallels between some of the formative uh, female artists and practitioners and the issues that they were dealing with and the accomplishments that they set out and then framing a lot of those same concepts through more contemporary artists. Um, it was really, really well done. It was great to see so many people get showcased, you know, the obvious ones like Queen Latifah, MC Light. There were, contributions from Bahamadiyah and Kathy Anderley, both of whom are friends of mine and former guests on the questions. And you know, for what it's worth, I think if you enjoy any kind of media about hip hop and about, you know, the stories behind the people who made the art, I think it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, it's, it's four episodes so you're not committing to too much we're just living in such a great time right now and i'm i know why it is it's because so many of the people who are now in the positions to greenlight projects and make things happen they are of the age where this was formative music to them so whereas in the 90s or even in the early 2000s it felt like a long shot for there to be you know funded media projects about music that seemed sort of on the fringe, um, you know, sort of outside the purview of the mainstream popular culture. I guess it's two things. One, hip hop is very much popular culture. And then two, the people making the decisions are legit fans. They're not just people being like, oh, how can we exploit this? How can we, you know have rapping, have the rapping grandma in our commercial or in our movie or TV episode. It's it's very much more organic. So it's just a great time. I'm, I'm just really happy to receive all this stuff and also, in my own way, contribute to it with what I do with the podcast, what I did with the card game, um, the Questions Hip Hop Trivia card game deck that was published uh, back in January. And it's also been informing i'm not going to say a lot because i don't like talking about uh projects until they're pretty you know well baked or at least more fully formed but i've started to put my brain into think mode about a new thing that i'm going to do and i'm trying to speak very vague trying to speak very vague and and not give too much away, but I'm starting to begin the seed planting for a new thing that I'm going to do that is going to be an extension of a lot of the other projects that I just mentioned that I have worked on. And so I am starting to think about that. And as a result, I am consuming a lot of media that has been made in the same medium focusing on similar subject matter. Man, I'm like, this is a, it's a very vague Madlib I'm, I'm constructing here. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to be working on something that, uh, you know, occupies the hip hop space. And I'm trying to put my own spin on it. And I'm trying to figure out what I want to do in terms of carving out my own path with it, and also what I don't want to do by looking at things and people who have done things that I'm like, hmm, that's good, but doesn't quite hit the mark for me, or that shit is completely whack, and I'm mad that this thing exists, that that type of category as well. So I've been consuming a lot of that stuff and trying to soak it up it's research, I guess. It's research and it's doing the sort of investigation to figure out what it is that this project is going to be defined by and how I'm going to put my own spin on it. So, what I do want to know, though, as vague as that setup is, and this is legit just me doing more field research and being curious. So, this is, you know, in the one sided, somewhat parasocial uh, relationship that you know, we have as people who listen to podcasts and the people who record the podcast, I'd love to engage with you. I'd love to know, as hip hop fans, what are the examples of work, of media that you feel are great ancillary pieces? We all love albums. We all love live shows. I want to know what are the other things that you really love as somebody... If you're listening, if you're still listening to this and you're a subscriber to this podcast, then you are definitely in the subsection of people whose opinion I hold and value very greatly. So I wanna know as the type of hip hop fans and heads and consumers of media that you are, what are your favorite examples of media that examines and celebrates and talks about and dissects hip hop, whether it be other podcasts, whether it be movies or films or books? or, or games or, or, I mean, I think that that covers most of it, but I'm curious to know what it is that you guys are stimulated and sort of excited by in the hip hop media space. So if you want to talk more about this, uh, shoot me an email. Uh, you can, you know, email me at the link in this episode's notes, or just send me an email, Sean, S E A N at questionshiphop.com. I'm probably also going to talk about this on the questions Patreon. Shout out to everybody on the Patreon who I kind of went more in depth in a lot of these stories that I talked about in this episode so far. Uh, You know, I went to the Patreon first because that's what the Patreon gets. That's what we do over there. It's the squad. It's the crew. You already know what it is. If you've already been listening to this episode, Uh, my main question for you would be, uh, is there a reason why you aren't joining the Patreon at this point? Uh-huh. All right, nah, I I don't, I don't like hawking my own uh, my own product like that. It feels a little uncomfortable, but I do appreciate the support of everybody who has hopped on board and has shown me support. And it really feels good to have that community and those conversations. Sort of know that we've got this little group chat where we're able to talk about these things and related things and unrelated things, I really, I really do appreciate it. So that is why I did not go to New York. That is what I have been doing while I am not in New York. And as far as what is coming next, again, we've got that mystery project that I talked too much about without giving any real details about. Um, Rescheduling the New York dates, that is definitely happening soon. Uh, We've got a couple more trips that are coming up. I think it's likely that the questions will be back in San Francisco sometime uh, this fall, as well as Florida. Um, I think that I'm going to be in Orlando at some point, which will be cool. A little homecoming for me because that's where I lived prior to moving to Los Angeles and more episodes, obviously of the podcast, have got uh, a couple more making o coming down the pipeline, Um, some more guests, obviously more classics. And then there's going to be other stuff that, you know, I try to work off of a calendar with this project, but sometimes things just pop up and we adjust and we pivot accordingly. So, you know, I didn't think that I was going to be recording a solo monologue without a script as I've been doing in this very recording that you're listening to, but had a toe injury and that's what happened. So you never know what you're gonna get. Was this interesting? I don't know. I don't really know. And there's no way I think that I will know. Uh, Maybe if I go back and listen to it at some point and determine uh, if this was engaging at all or if it's just kind of boring and listening to me talk for a while by myself. I don't know. I can't tell you. I can't I can't uh, call it. Maybe somebody will hopefully politely let me know if they feel that's the case or let me know if this was interesting in some way. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. But I didn't want to go a week off without giving some sort of content for everybody. So, you know, again, been doing this shit for a minute. Doing the live events with DJ Steve Wonder and DJ Spider, 2017, 2018. Doing all of the live, you know, live stream, Instagram, Twitch, other platforms that were more short sure to live during the pandemic, writing this game, writing all these other games, talking a lot. Did not anticipate that I was going to be a podcaster. That was not on the roadmap for me in the years leading up to all this. I like podcasts, but that wasn't necessarily part of the game plan, but we pivoted. And I just wanna say that I appreciate everybody's support. It's been a really great experience to connect with so many people all over the world. It's been great to talk to so many of the artists and the people involved in this culture and to not only have them be willing and engaged participants in a conversation, but to get great feedback from them and have them be really enthusiastic about this kind of cultural exchange—it's been amazing. It's been amazing to to provide a source of entertainment for people uh, during what I would say was a pretty pretty difficult time uh, in the last few years, and then you know in the time. Moving forward. So I just appreciate all of it. This sounds like I'm wrapping it up. Like this is the last episode of the questions. It is 10,000% not. uh, But I'm just having a moment to reflect because I'm not talking with anybody else. I'm not distracted or worrying about sort of getting ahead on the conversation with somebody else. This is what happens when you let a man monologue. You have to monologue responsibly. I think that's how I'm going to end it. I'll see you next week. Be good. If you're in LA, stay safe. If you have a toe, and I know you probably do, don't let it get infected. And uh, yeah, see you next week.